Thank you for joining our broadcast at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to citylifechurch.cc to find the giving option that works best for you. Thank you again for joining us and enjoy today's message. Say ready, ready. Set, set, go. Say it again. Say ready, ready. Set, set, go. God readies you today because he's already set the table for your next season. And as he empowers you to go into it, everything you need has already been supplied. We find in Luke chapter 5, Jesus is at the foundational place of gathering a group of disciples and building relationship with them. Because relationship is the currency of the kingdom. It's how he moves the kingdom in the earth. It's not buildings. It's not organizations. It's not denominations. It's not programs. People move the kingdom. Relationship moves the kingdom. And in Luke chapter 5, reading in verse 1, Jesus encounters several men that will be pivotal. It says, one day Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And great crowds pressed on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them there while they were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push out into the water. So he sat on the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. And he said, Master, we worked hard all night long and we caught nothing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And at this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. And a shout for help brought other boats and partners. And soon boat boats were filled with fish on the verge of sinking. And when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I am such a sinful man, for he was awestruck in wonder. He was awestruck in wonder by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything And followed after Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus was teaching and a multitude gathered. And he encountered a couple of men. And the Bible said as he encountered these men, something began to happen in their life. He stepped on one of their boats and asked them if they would push out. In the midst of mending and cleaning their nets from a fruitless season that had just passed. He indulged Jesus. They pushed back. Jesus began to teach. And the Bible said something happened in this revelation that was being taught. Because in this revelation, something began, I believe, stirring Peter. And the Bible said Jesus looked at him and says, move out to deeper places. And as he pushed out to a deeper place, then Jesus challenges his faith. He said, let your nets down. And Peter replied, master... We have fished here all night long. We have battled all night long and we have come up 
empty. There are no fish in this lake. This is not even the right time to fish. But then he said this, but if you say to do it, if you say to do it, we will do it. They let down the nets and as we read, the nets were so full. The Bible said the nets begin to break. And the Bible said as the nets begin to break, he began to yell for his friends and they begin to rush in. And the Bible said James and John came and the Bible said their boats were full of fish almost to the point the boats began to sink. And the Bible said they were struck in amazement and wonder at what had just happened. They knew the lake. They knew the times to fish. They knew that they had been there all night long and there were no fish. And the Bible said Jesus looked at them and said, from this point on, you will not fish for these type of fish, but you will fish for people. You will be a fisher of men. The Bible said that Peter, James, and John left everything. They were so moved in this moment, they left everything and began to pursue Jesus and the calling on their life. For three years, Jesus drugged these men around the backside of a region, along seashores, into small villages and hamlets. They encountered people at wells and were multitudes and there were small groups. Sometimes there were three, other times there were 12, and then it would be 70 and then masses. But he would drag them around for three years. And every place he went, he lived a life lesson before them. He was molding them and teaching them because everything that Jesus did was on purpose for purpose. Everything he did had intentional meaning. From the very first miracle where he changed water to wine, he showed them that what goes in in one season is not necessarily what comes out in the next season. He showed them when he took a sack lunch, it was meant for a small boy, but he fed thousands and thousands of people that little is much when God is in it. He showed them as he was stopped by a woman with an issue of blood that was counted out by everything else that there is still time for the broken and the less fortunate. He showed up to the house of Jairus where people were laughing and scoffing and he showed us that his power works in the midst of the naysayers of life. He showed up time and time again to people that had no vision and he restored their sight. People that had lame legs and were not mobile, but he allowed them to be mobile and advance in life. He, over and over, he demonstrated principles of life. And these disciples were growing. And the thing that he was teaching them was if you're connected vertically. If you have a vertical connection, if you are connected to the kingdom and you are connected vertically to the father because he told him in John chapter 15 that I am the vine and you are the brand. He said, as long as you stay connected to me, he said, you will bear more fruit. But there will be seasons that I have to prune you and I have to pull you back and it may get dark and it may get rough. But if you stay connected vertically, you will begin to bear fruit. And then he said, you will bear more fruit. And by the end of this chapter, he said, if you stay connected, you will bear fruit in abundance. He said you will be fruitful in every area of your life if you stay connected vertically. And he taught them that this vertical connection because he would say things like this. Everything I've done has been told to me by my father. Everything I share with you, I share with you because my father has shared it with me. I have this vertical connection therefore I can be horizontally affected. He said as long as I have a vertical connection, I can be affected 
effective in a horizontal region. I can be effective in my family. I can be effective in the marketplace. I can be effective in those places of influence in my life. And one by one, place by place, he taught these disciples about the power of connection and the power of relationship. They would laugh together. They would weep together at Lazarus' tomb. They would encounter life together. They would fight devils together and celebrate victories together. They would live life and they would walk in relationship. And with every step, they were being readied for the next season that had already been set forth. And that's what God does in our life through the power of relationship, through the vertical relationship we have with the Father and the horizontal relationships we have in our life. You see, the right relationship will propel you or derail you. The wrong relationship will set you back, but the right relationship will set you up. Judas and Peter were very similar. They both had heart issues. The problem with Judas was he connected in relationship to wrong people and wrong things. And his end was destruction. Peter had very similar heart issues. He denied even knew Jesus. But the Bible said he connected greater to Jesus in his failure. And the Bible said he was restored. And things that Peter had issues with, God used as a weapon. The Bible said Peter could never say the right thing. I'm telling you, Peter was a mess. I mean, I'm telling you. I mean, Jesus would talk to him over and over. I mean, he had to pull him aside and say, Now, Peter, you know, we've talked about this before. They came to get Jesus. Jesus already said, this is part of the Father's will for my life. They're going to crucify him. Peter gets upset, pulls out a sword. Good thing he was a fisherman and not a a soldier because all he got was the guy's ear. Jesus picks up the ear, puts it back on and said, Peter, you know we've talked about this. Peter, the Bible said, would go on cussing fits. There is hope for some of you today. The Bible said he would cuss at times. He would deny that he knew Jesus in John chapter 20. He locked himself in a room and he was the leader of the uh, unfaithful, unbelieving uh, group. You know, he was the spokesman for them all. And the Bible said he had issues, but here was, he always wanted to be close to Jesus. The problem with Judas, when he had his issues, he connected to other things. And at the end, it brought destruction. But I'll tell you what happens in your issues. If you connect to Jesus and you allow the right voices in your life and the right people in your life, they will propel you to greater season because the Bible says this a righteous man may fall seven times but he shall arise again he may fall but he gets back up he may stumble but he keeps on going he may feel like it's over but something happens in his heart and he believes for a greater season anybody believing for a greater season in this room today come on give him some praise this morning over and over Jesus would teach them That if you're connected vertically and horizontally, he said, you will be effective. He showed them the power of relationship when he picked up and joined with the blind man and led him out of a cursed place and put mud on his eyes. That if you're connected, it will lead you out of cursed situations in the moments of destiny. Over and over, he taught them. And he's getting ready to leave them. And this is what he said. He said, get ready. He said, I've been given all power, all power. He said, I'm telling you, something is about to happen in your life that is going to allow you to be a part. And this is what the Bible said in Matthew 28. Watch. Then the 11 followers, see one is missing, Judas. But in relationship was so important 
in the plan of the kingdom before the Holy Spirit was ever poured out in Acts chapter 2, the one that fell off was replaced because relationship to move the kingdom was very important. This is what it said. Then 11 followers went to Galilee. They went to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. Verse 17. And when they saw Jesus, they worshiped him. When they saw Jesus, they worshiped him. But some did not believe. Jesus came and said to them, all power has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to do all things as I have taught you. Teach them as I have taught you. And I am with you always, even to the end of the world. This is what he said. He said, I've been with you, but I'm about to be in you. You see, you have to understand this. Jesus told them that greater was on the way. Why was greater on the way? Because the physical Jesus beside them was great. But the Jesus that would reside in them would be much greater. Because everything Jesus did up to that point before the cross was temporal. Blind eyes would only see for a season. Lame legs could only walk for a season. A sack lunch would only feed them for a season. And hunger would again hit their body. But after the cross, everything would be eternal. And he said, what I've done has been temporal but what you're about to do is going to be eternal and the physical Jesus beside you is great but the Jesus inside you is always much greater because when you're a physical when all you only have a physical Jesus or you just come to church and get around the presence of God all you can do is awe at what he does and marvel at what he does but when he is in you he uses you in it he uses you to be the mouthpiece of the kingdom he uses you to be the hands and feet of the God and he said I am setting you up for your greatest season and when I do I launch you out he said but here is the problem you have not stayed vertically connected you have tried to put both hands on your situation do this for me right here lift one of your hands now lift the other one forward that's the posture we have to remain in. We have to stay connected vertically and connected horizontally. But here is the disciples' problem because of fear, because of unbelief, because of the setting they are in. The Bible says that they've tried to put both hands on their situation. And I love what happens in John chapter 21. The Bible says something begins to happen in a moment. The Bible said Peter, not knowing what to do, Jesus told them this greater things were on the way. But Peter, not knowing what to do, hurting because he's in a hallway. Because if all you do is understand that if you never have the revelation of transition in your life and you have to live in the the season and you cannot transition to the next you will begin to wonder when things are not going like they used to go or things are not as familiar as they used to be and in this hallway Peter not knowing not understanding the Bible said he told the disciples that were with him I'm going fishing we have to watch this was the place Jesus found them and I thought it was very ironic and very interesting that the setting was very similar they get on the boat and they launch out and they go back to a familiar place you have to watch out if you're not connected vertically and you're only connected horizontally to people and not connected vertically to God you will always retreat to former places it will always try to take you back to dark places it will always try to take you back to strongholds and areas of your life that that you do not want to go or even places that God has already brought you out of but he went back and the Bible said the rest of the disciples went with him Because relationship is a powerful thing. And the Bible said they get on the boat and this is what happens. The Bible said they get there and they fish all night long. And they caught nothing. Remember what we read in the beginning? They fished all night long and they caught nothing. Later in the story, three years later, 
They get back on the boat where Jesus found them and they fish all night long and they caught nothing because now they are not connected vertically. But the Bible said Jesus stepped onto the seashore at the breaking of a new day because he always has a new day in spite of our old day. He always has a new season in spite of our old season. And the Bible said he stepped onto the shore and he asked them one question. He did not ask them about the boat. He didn't ask them about the technique or the net. He asked one question. Have you caught any fish? Have you caught anything? Have you caught anything from your striving or from all of the toiling? And Peter jumps up and he says, we fished all night long and we have caught nothing. Do you remember where they were when he found them? They had caught nothing. I believe what Jesus was trying to illustrate, as long as I am in your boat, you are fruitful. As long as you are connected vertically, you are fruitful. But if I am not on your boat or in your life, you will come up empty every time. But Jesus had a word. He said, if you will allow me to reconnect you with the word of the living God and adjust you a little bit, I want to show you how fruitful your next season can be. He said, move from one side of the boat to the other side of the boat. You don't have to get out of the boat. You don't have to move the boat. Just adjust a little bit. Reconnect vertically to me and let me show you what I can do. And the Bible said they took a few steps from one side to the other side. Now logic would tell you if there's no fish on this side of the boat, there's going to be no fish on this side of the boat. If we've been here all night long, there are no fish a few feet away. But I do believe this. Before the world was ever created and while the world was being created, God created some fish and he put them in a lake and he said one day I will show up and I will tell you what to do. And as soon as my people begin to move, you begin to move. And the Bible said the minute they begin to activate, fish begin to swim into the net until the nets begin to break and all of a sudden one said, it's Jesus. And Peter seeing it was Jesus, he put on his garment, he jumped into the water and he swam to Jesus and I love what happens, the Bible said. I think it's funny, the Bible said Jesus had cooked them breakfast. But watch what he cooks for them. Fish. What he was saying, what you fought for all night long, I've already got. What you thought you could not live without, I've already got. What you thought you could, I'm telling you, I don't believe, uh, I don't believe it was about the fish in the water, but the men on the boat. And I believe what Jesus was doing that way, because he, they had lost their awe. They had lost their wonder. They had lost their amazement. Life had beat them down. They had lost their worship. They had lost their prayer life. They had lost their belief system. The Bible said they did not believe. And Jesus Jesus was taking them back to a moment where they were amazed. He was taking them back to the first love where they were at wonder at what he had done. When they looked at him and said, oh, I can't believe it. What you're going to do in my life. And all of a sudden, three years became revelation. And he said, I've been ready you for this season. I've been getting ready you. And I'm going to set a table before you. I'm going to set you high upon a hill. I'm going to launch you out into deep places. But unless I am on your boat... Unless you are connected vertically, you will never be affected horizontally. But when I am connected vertically, no weapon formed against me has the ability to prosper. Nothing can deter my worship. Nothing can deter my prayer. When I am connected vertically, I rise up and declare, I am the blessed of the Lord. I am the head and not the tail. I am the first and not the last. I am blessed going in and I am blessed coming out. I am the blessed of the Lord not because I am somebody because God is God alone he's alpha God omega God a beginning God and an ending God come on put your hands together and give him praise jump to your feet this morning
Anybody love Jesus today? Come on, just reach up vertically. Now to reach over and touch your neighbor horizontally. Just touch somebody. Because you are connected vertically, you have the power to believe for someone horizontally. Matter of fact, Jesus said this. It only takes a couple of people to get together in connection and I show up. Mm. If you stay connected, all power, not some power, but all power. Matter of fact, in Ephesians, he said this exceedingly, abundantly, above all. You could ask beyond what you could even think about. Why? Because all power is working in you. He said, I'm ready for three years. For some of you, God has been readying for this moment. And he's going to use all of it. The good, the bad, the ugly. And even if it was not God sent, it can be God used. Even if it was not God sent, it can be God used. He said, nothing catches me off guard. On the way to Jairus' house, we're going to close. The Bible said, on the way to Jairus' house, a little woman snuck up behind Jesus and grabbed the hem of his garment. Jesus stopped everything and he asked a question, who touched me? He never asked a question because he needs the answer. He is the answer. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He didn't ask the question. He knew. He knew she would be there before she ever got in the crowd. He knew she would be there before she ever had an issue. He knew she would be there before she ever had a struggle. But he was asking a question because there was greater seasons for her life. The Bible said, finally, he asked, who touched me? Finally, she could be hid no more. Because when she connected with him, it was not only for a temporal, momentary touch. But this is what he said. He said, when she said it was her, he said, arise, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. Your greatest season is your next season. Your greatest season is beyond the now. Your greatest season is in your next moment. I know it's great right now because you've been touched, but get ready. Greater is on the way. I know it's good right now, but get ready. Greater is on the way. I'm setting you up, and you're about to go to places you have never been. You're about to see things you have never seen. I came to tell someone, get ready. God has been preparing you, and the fight has been worth it. The battle has been part of it the struggle will build your faith and propel you in we're going to pray and we're going to do this quickly and I'm going to pray for you today I want to pray that in this season that God has been working that we will remember that as long as we are connected vertically because I don't know about you I try to put both hands on my situation I go back to the boat that he brought me off of. I try to put both hands on my circumstance. I I try to make it all work. But he said, that's not the answer. He said, if you will connect this way, when you extend your hand to the situation, peace that goes beyond understanding comes with it. Grace that is always sufficient is extended. Mercy that's brand new every morning is released. So many times I do this. And I lose sight of really what he's setting me up for. 
We'll talk next week about how he sets us up and how he sets a table. He allows us to be a part of what he's doing in the earth. For some of us, mourning needs to come to an end. We need to wipe away the tears and rejoice. A new day has come. For some, you need to shake off the weariness and let the joy of the Lord become your strength. For some of you, you need the gift to forget. and Say, Lord, I'm connected vertically, so help me release, forgive, and go on. Because everything you've been doing has prepared me for now. And I declare and I prophesy that my greater days are still ahead. And for some, he just wants to take you back to that place of your first love. We're on that boat when he showed up and he stepped into your vehicle. You were at a place of wonder and amazement. Every song you sang, you were in awe. Every prayer you prayed was that childlike faith. But I'll tell you, life has a way of zapping it sometimes and robbing it. But Father, I pray today. I thank you for your presence that's in this room. Thank you for families and individuals and lives that represent struggles and shaping and molding and the influence of your word that is worked daily. For some, Father, I pray you remind them and stir and remind them of the awe and the wonder they once had. Take them back to their first love. For those, Father, that have tried to put both hands and they're connected horizontally, but they are not connected vertically. Father, I pray that there would be a reconnection of your power and your spirit. Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayer is that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email at info at citylifechurch.cc. We want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday morning worship experiences. You can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc and you can also download our City Life Church app on your smartphones and tablets for more online messages. It was great having you with us today. We'll see you next time.